1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is
3: Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed.
4: From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed. I'm Joseph Grimshaw. I'm Ken Avzok. And this is the Clone Wars Report. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward every time to the different little news report song. Yeah. Soon it's going to be like A Day in the Life by Beatles <laughs> in News Dudes. Clones on the way. Yeah,
5: um, it's more full on the hill. Um, yeah. Yeah. Clone Wars Report. Clone
4: Wars Report. Good. We're, <laughs> we're into the groove now. It is yep. the second episode of the season seven, the second episode of the Bad Batch arc, still in that weird place where uh, I'm sure some viewers are like, this is brand new. Hooray. And other people are like. Here is the exact difference from the animatic that I've watched a thousand times. So it's, uh, I'm looking forward to getting to uh, arcs that are uh, not as based yeah. on the animatics um, and, and discovering new and exciting things. But we are going to talk about episode two, season seven of The Clone Wars, A Distant Echo. That title, it is, it's a good one, right? It's literal and yet, (laughs) ellipsis, there's more. Uh, so I always like to discuss just our actual visceral experience. Did you stay up late on Thursday night into Friday morning, refreshing Disney Plus, or did you make a different choice? I made an interesting
5: choice, I forgot that there was an episode, (laughs) and that does not mean. Anything about my joy for the show, as I said, even to you off air, I'm really enjoying the first two episodes of Clone Wars. So glad it's back. I forgot, yeah, and it was midday Friday when I was like, Oh, yeah, hey, Clone Wars, Wars. and that actually I liked it that a little better than the stress of the previous week, refreshing, refreshing till one in the morning. Yeah, we'll see.
4: Yeah, is for you, is the obviously you have a lot of different things going on. Uh, is it? Is it that or is it more like because Mandalorian was brand new in live action that it that this doesn't feel like as much of an event or?
5: I think you might be right. And uh, and that's a very subconscious thing. Yeah, I, I think I think it is because it's Clone Wars as much as I love it, as much as we've remarked on how fun it is to watch this as a community now. Yeah. Versus we were all alone in our rooms or doing <laughs> re- catch ups or rewatches and stuff along the way. Uh, yeah, Mando's just like, you feel like you can't miss it. And I think too, excuse me, I uh, had a 7-Eleven lunch on the way over here. I'm choking on it. Um, <laughs> those hot dogs. Actually. Last week it was pain, this week it's hot dog. No. Um, I think too, what you said up top is is important because I'm not super familiar with the line, but I did watch it. I did watch a lot of the videos back in the day on, on these lost episodes.
4: So I think once or something new, I'm not going to want to miss that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. For myself, I just made the choice that man, I love doing the late night, but I've had, I had a hell of a <laughs> week and I was like, I can watch this bleary and sleepy right. and, uh, you know, then get up on Friday and do all the other work. like, or I could just wait until my wife and I are both awake yeah. and watch it on Saturday morning. Like it actual Saturday morning oh, cartoon, yeah. my wife had been sleepy when we watched the first episode, so it was great. We got up uh on Saturday. We had mm. some pastries nice <laughs> nice uh, we had uh watched the Bad Batch and then watched a distant echo and it was great. It was great to yeah. watch it bright eyed and bushy tailed with pastries
5: and and i uh, <sighs> We're fortunate uh, that we agree with each other on how to present this show (laughs) and to not rush out and Friday morning meet at a park near between our apartments and houses and and record a show and get it out into the world. The fact that we're also as a four Center brand are like, hey pump the brakes take some time yeah. watch it a couple of times helps me too because then i
4: feel less pressure to
5: <laughs> i look like echo my right. eyes are like <laughs>
4: <laughs> twitching yeah processing data yeah. yeah it is really really great to be able to dive deep into it with force center and with the community but also preserve that bit of the first viewing is just as a fan yeah And then kind of dive into, like, ooh, uh, what do I want to share on the podcast? What are my thoughts? That kind of thing. But now we are to that level of viewing, which is great that we get to do. So let's dive in. What was your overall reaction to this episode?
5: I had a lot of fun with this one. I think last week's... It's hard even for me to separate. I mean, it's designed to be, you know, smooth connection between episodes here. It should feel like one story. Uh, I'm not going to rank the episodes. I think last week I, I liked... A little bit more of the action. This one seemed at times smaller, but I like the punch in this one. Uh, the emotional punch. The emotional punch. Bigger. Yeah. Um, the, the stuff uh, with Rex and Echo and everything. And then the little moment with Padme. And, and, and knowing, well, I I guess I had missed some of the Filoni stuff saying that Padme wasn't going to be as involved in the season. Yeah, I didn't see that quote uh, until recently yeah. either. And that kind of, it's heartbreaking. It sounds like it's heartbreaking for Filoni in some way, even though he might control some of that, that, that the decision making beyond that so i really cherished what i what i got yeah yeah which
4: i think it obviously to see it ripple across social media all yeah. the reactions and discussions we will definitely spend some quality time on that mm, amazing yeah. scene uh but for my overall reaction i really loved last week's episode it, it set up the stakes with for rex really well but other than that I, it felt like it, let's meet the Bad Batch, which yeah. I enjoyed meeting the Bad Batch. Yeah. I would go to their party, uh, <laughs> but this episode really hit me. It really affected God. me. It really blew me away. Partially because I, I feel like so much of the episode is uh, Anakin looking in a mirror mm. without fully realizing he's looking in a mirror. Yeah, and we'll we'll get into some of the, the thematic stuff that that I was excited about, but they're just big picture there was so much of seeing him being introspective, being the Jedi that he could have been seeing that he knows all these lessons Mm. that he's going to break and he can, these good ideas of take a deep breath, talk it out first, be there for your friends. uh, Don't let your attachments blind you. He knows all these things and he's such a, kind jedi and and rex being the mirror to him and he's yeah. so kind and insensitive to padme and there's even the possibility of reaching out to obi-wan this is this was one of those episodes that delivers on the promise of seeing anakin is that good yeah. man that good jedi knight and just heightens the tragedy uh, Yeah. yeah Shmi would be proud of, were, the, of the glimpses we get into Anakin here. Exactly. There's some moments where you could see Shmee going, good, good,
5: keep, keep going in that direction, kid. Yeah, well, especially, you know, the Force Center uh, statement here. Well, I'm sure we're going to get into it. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to talk about it later. Put a pin in it. But, but to, to, uh, Anakin not fully seeing his own reflection and seeing and the attachment stuff. Also, for me, works where later on, if, you're, if you want to go into his mind while well, he's in the events of Revenge of the Sith, you can look at some of these attachments and go, well, no, this is good. This is good. And confusing it and being confused and under stress, under pressure... Palpatine in one ear, Mace chastising you in another. To me, now it's just even more realistic that he's like, no, uh, some of these uh, these attachments are good. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, right? It, it get, gets him nice and confused, and you can get yes. into his head in Revenge of the Sith where you feel like, mm-hmm. well, of course he's torn and confused Yeah, and doesn't know who to listen to out of all of these various angels and devils on his shoulder. If you were to do a
5: supercut of those angels and devils, uh, you would definitely include a lot from this episode in that how he got
4: there. Montage, yeah, yeah. Well, How did he get there? Yeah. <laughs> get there. So uh, that was one overall reaction. The other thing that I that I wanted to throw out is I think I responded to this episode because it was just such a great grab bag of different uh, uh, ingredients of Star Wars mm. that really resonate with me, yeah. and uh, ingredients that I like from this particular era of Star Wars. Like, gotcha. So that scene between Anakin and Padme had that just kind of sweeping star-crossed lovers Mm -hmm. romance just even their delivery the tenderness of the i love yous back and forth was like that's capital r romance and the episode was really funny with the wrecker being afraid of heights and the the comedy they played that this important scene with that how much rex and obi-wan know about their relationship but they still played it with like this great sense of comedy and then there's this sense of real fantasy when we're going to this misty planet and they're basically like dragon riders yeah with a less advanced civilization that anakin's trying to communicate with that's so so just capital f fantasy yeah. you know dragon riders uh and there's just like a lot of great action and cool and the the design mm. uh like Watt Tambor's uh Art Deco Frankenstein Metropolis, yep. you know, palace with the uh, lightning and, you know, beautiful brass fixtures. And like there are all of these elements that Lucas has mashed together at different times, but in particular in the era of Clone Wars. There's just like this is this feels so Star Wars to me because it's got. All of these elements—it's so unique to this
5: era, which is a celebration of George's original visions. Yeah, era. yeah, everything you're saying—it's great. I'll echo that. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I'll be in Vegas this weekend, everybody, doing comedy. Um, you're right; like the the Obi wan Rex moment is so like deep in, ter- in terms of the story. And you, oh, did they know? Oh, they did know. Oh, you can start uh, twiddling your fingers, and, uh, but it also just played as a rom com. <laughs> It really, it really did with the well. bunk,
4: bunk, 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 with banging on the... Uh, yeah,
5: Wrecker with the, the the classic, I'm a big tough guy, but here's here's a little human weakness. Yeah. Which is, makes him just endearing to me that even when... I don't know, I'm afraid of heights, I just don't like being high up. Yeah, yeah I just got an issue with gravity. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Uh, all the elements and, and, and what Tambor we're definitely going to talk about. But, you know, for a prequel, for prequelists, but also someone who, you know, both of us kind of... Even when we had less joy for the prequels at <laughs> different points in our life. What Tambor was that like, yeah, there's, yeah, there's like a,
4: Droid frog guy Droid frog (laughs) who speaks With an AM radio (laughs) dial Yeah, So
5: to see him as kind of an actualized Kind of, you know, and we've seen him before But to see him just in focus here in 2020 Is is great for me So I'm I'm echoing everything
4: you're saying (laughs) Excellent, a clear echo rather than a Mm -hmm. distant echo Uh, So the way we're dividing up The Clone Wars Report is this first half We're kind of diving into big picture stuff And then in our second half we'll drill into little details So Mm -hmm. going big picture uh, I want to talk, as we often do on Force Center about themes so for me what we were talking about this central lucas star wars theme about attachment and questioning is it a strength or a weakness mm. really felt at play very specifically to anakin in his journey but just kind of in general like mm. we had um, rex's personal need to save echo because yeah. he was you know and even getting to that point with that conversation with anakin after uh rex has a fight with uh crosshair Mm. of just yeah. i used to be able to let go and just say my brother's dying war it's war it's terrible but i move on with this one i can't it's personal i love
5: that moment glad you brought it up up top because it, it just fuels into the fuels into the theme uh flows into it beautifully but also just as a moment just to have rex as a character rex moving beyond what the programming literally the programming was in this in this particular arc in this particular moment because of that connection to echo and how that attachment uh is 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 a real growth point for him like like no i'm not going not going to be this just nameless war machine you know which and we've already it, it it's this culmination of this six seven season growth yeah. from
4: fighting machine to no, man. Like, we, we that's my guy. Yeah, and even like, to the point I hadn't thought about it until we are talking that, in mid-conversation, he takes his helmet off. Yeah. Like, that's a good Star Wars, you know, uh, mechanization this is, this versus the way. human yeah. organic. Yeah. yeah, this is the way. He'd be in trouble if he was a Mandalorian yeah. or a specific yeah. kind of Mandalorian. Ah, I'm sure answers are coming. <laughs> uh, yes. And I, and I like that Anakin, even though he has this great attachment to Rex... Hmm. he is getting to see from the outside that danger of attachment. Like, I don't think Anakin thinks for a second it's bad that Rex cares about echo or shouldn't care about echo. I'm sure Anakin super relates to that, but from the outside, the fact that he can see it's great that you care and we should rescue him, but I'm afraid you're going to hurt yourself and others. I'm afraid you're going to act in a rash way. Hmm. Hmm. I'm afraid you're going to cross lines that you shouldn't. I'm afraid you're going to get your self hurt yeah. Uh and, and the fact that Anakin that is what Anakin is so concerned about for Rex. Yeah. And uh and that Padme helps him through that, which is yet another level of yeah. his attachment. You know, obviously the Jedi see this level of attachment to Padme as a threat and and Palpatine successfully manipulates it. But us as the viewer get to see this moment where mm. Padme gets to help Anakin through his own attachment to Rex and see it as a strength. Yeah. Uh going back to to
5: even Anakin looking at, at Rex here. I I I'll, I'll kick it back to you. How much do you and this is kind of our headcanon interpretation of some of these scenes. How much do you see Anakin that old thing where you sometimes the best advice you give is what you know you don't listen to yourself. <laughs> you know, is he is he looking at, at Rex going like Ah, uh, this this is not good. This is not good because I do it too. And <laughs> uh, to me, it just fuels it, 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 it. I keep using the word fuel today. My I'm, I'm I'm hungry, or since the hot dogs uh, it's the hot dogs. Um, it, it it just kind of builds on their connection too. Number one, but I just again, I'm really I'm really looking at this case study of Anakin, uh, particularly in this episode. Is if
4: you can go back to here and him going like, wait, is this what I do? Don't yeah. do it, Rex. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like Padme gets through to him about that in a sort of like, in a good way. Like, yeah, yeah. like so Padme is saying, it almost feels to me like Anakin, and, and this is a roundabout way to answer your question. Yeah, yeah, no, that, yeah. That Anakin has kind of, well, while he cares about Rex, he's kind of taken him for granted. Hmm. And Padme saying, mm-hmm. every time that you run off half-cocked and do something really dangerous... Where is Rex? Yeah. Right beside me, supporting me. It's kind of a a positive view of attachment of he always has your back. So why don't you go have his back? So there's this positive side to it. But then when Anakin to your question, when Anakin is really faced with it of I'm standing here watching my friend, maybe not making good judgments about his own safety and the safety of the mission because he's blinded. It feels like Anakin gets that oh i do that too padme straight up told me that and i get that but it seems like his way to respond to that is just be like oh yeah i know how to do this the proper jedi way and you see that reflected through the episode where he's like don't fire on these uh these uh the The, the, poltex yeah the the civilians of that population that planet don't fire on them we need to find a way to communicate we're going to talk this out Mm. you know Mm. he seems to just retreat back to no, no, no! I can do everything Obi Wan ever taught me. I can be, I can be a good Jedi, but it doesn't seem to get that to that level of mm. I realize how big of a threat that is. Yeah, I think it's right. Yeah, you know, to me, yeah. I guess in real world terms, it feels like when somebody holds the mirror up and you're like, okay, I see that, mm-hmm. but I can only cope with addressing it in myself <laughs> up to a certain point. Yeah, yeah that makes that's
5: kind of where I was thinking of, of just like. We, you know, it's like I always say, sometimes I get really mad at my parents for something they do. And I'm like, oh, because I do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it ties in that Padme moment. That I'm t- there's a great Clem Snide song where the lyric is, uh, you know, uh, I'll be your mirror. I'll reflect who you are. And What a romantic kind of notion that can be and a tough one and a true one. And, and this was absolutely one of the best relationship moments between them. Yeah. From Clone Wars, Revenge of the Sith, Attack the Clones. And read the most real.
4: Yeah. I loved it. And I think Padme, you know, from Attack the Clones, obviously we understand that she has concerns about the sort of uh, structural, societal uh, consequences mm. of a secret marriage. And right. she's a politician, he's a Jedi, and there are rules on both sides, blah, blah, blah. But in the big picture, it feels like Padme is like, hey, I, I get the Jedi in a lot of ways, but this attachment thing seems mm-hmm. over the top. I, I, She seems like, as somebody who's like, caring for others Is good. Right. Anakin, it's great that you care about Rex. And by the way, do you see how much he cares about you? Right. Go care for him (laughs) in his time of need. Feels like what she is saying in terms of being maybe like an angel on his shoulder about what attachment is. Yeah. Rather than being cold about it i like that i like the,
5: the also play on the uh little morality lesson at the beginning which i'm paraphrasing i didn't write down uh what is it the, the search, search for, for, truth for truth begins with belief so uh, you know i'm thinking well you know a lot of flat earthers believe in that <laughs> themselves but just that that rex you know rex needed the belief in him back he needed back needed that belief, ne- from, needed belief in anakin from anakin to go yeah. that uh, you can take it a lot of different ways um i like that and i think a lot of it i think this this
4: padme scene was definitely the the emotional center of this episode big win there yeah yeah and just great animation uh, if, yeah. even from anakin though he's like oh oh yeah i and guess i do do that
5: and <laughs> also i'll say carefully also a lesson to all of us and I don't, I don't i think we didn't necessarily do this but when this clip came out this is the clip that came out and the world freaked out and we thought we thought maybe, oh, this will be after Revenge of the Sith. Eh, eh, not so much. Yeah, I mean. Not so much. Uh, always, as we always say, keep an open mind, uh, you know, speculate responsibly, all that, all those catchphrases and t-shirts here. But another another lesson in this weird time of just right. like, hey, some information is going to come out. You don't know the context. You yet.
4: don't know all of the answers. Yeah, we got that Mace quote. Mm-hmm. Who knows? That's going to be like a vision that Anakin has. Right. I'm not going to go past We're Revenge of the Sith, but we'll see. We will see. We'll see. Time. Um, And uh, possibly animatics will tell. Yeah. Any other thoughts on attachment? We'll spend a little bit more time in the second half on on that uh, Mm -hmm. Padme scene and and the Obi-Wan of it all. Um, But any other thoughts on kind of that big theme of attachment?
5: No, I think well said. uh, And I love having some room to kind of wonder in in your characters and your big characters. Yeah. That's always fun for me in Star Wars. Yeah.
4: In terms of, I guess my last thought on it is in terms of the lucas and uh lucas uh padawan Dave filoni Mm -hmm. in terms of their perspective remembering that the entire skywalker saga is these back and forth ideas about attachment and that i don't think it's ever saying attachment is just bad you get a great reminder of that when uh rex Actually, gets to Echo, and Echo's mm. like, "You came for me." Yeah, and it's right. It, it doesn't feel like a criticism no. at all. It doesn't feel like Rex should have accepted that. Right, <laughs> Echo was a bork now, and <laughs> and left it at that. No, uh, it yeah. seemed like a a celebration of attachment and caring about your friends uh the other theme that jumped out to me is uh, a little bit i think it's in a lot of star wars storytelling but there there were some moments that felt uh like really on the nose of the whole from a certain point of view Mm -hmm. that reminder that everybody's actions are dictated by the way they are looking at things (laughs) Hmm. um we obviously anakin seeing himself in rex and realizing oh that's what i do and oh that in rex always supports me i'll support him uh, but then I, uh, I was really struck by uh, the techs, uh the Natives, and the clones trying to understand one another. Yeah. One, we got the softer, gentler Anakin who didn't just threaten them, mm-hmm. which in some Clone Wars arcs, if he was angry or yeah. if Padme was in danger or R2 was in danger, the lightsaber just would have been out. <laughs> he would have been yelling, right? But he, it feels like he was really taking a step back and saying, we can't hurt them. We need to try to talk to them. Yeah. And then in particular, just it seemed like such a visual actual representation of from a certain point of view to have a uh, tech doing the translation where literally on one side <laughs> of his face is his perspective the clone's perspective uh, on the other side is the poltex perspective <laughs> and by simply talking and translating yeah. and telling one another where they're coming from the poltex are like we don't want a big war here we uh, don't want to bring your war here. We just have a fallen friend. We're trying to rescue because yeah. those guys are a-holes. And the Poltec's like, you're right. What well, Tambor is an a-hole. <laughs> we will help you this far and no farther. And to make that even more like on the nose, you get the poll, that great shot of the Poltec kind of looking directly at yeah. Tech's goggles, trying to see what's what. And you're seeing that from Tech's literal yeah. point of view. It's the Poltec trying to see. Text point of view from text point of view. <laughs>
5: uh, beautiful, beautiful description of that scene. Uh, I, I really. I was trying. I wish I, I. wish I had the the Alex Damon uh, Arabesh skills. Uh, I don't. I don't. I was trying to translate myself as fast as I could. Yeah. No. What what a what a great just. Uh, yeah. It's it's like the C three PO uh, Ewok memorial scene here we got here. Just kind of like <laughs> let me translate what's going on. We'll all be all be great. I liked I liked Anakin in, in this particular moment. Uh, playing things a little differently. Playing things maybe as he could. Going back to your statement up at the top of the show of just like. This is the little boy who helps. He's <laughs> yeah. still there. This is the little boy that helps. And you can trace it all the way to Return of the Jedi.
4: Yeah. And seeing him be around the Bad Batch, like their first instinct is to shoot, is that yeah. you know, having an impact on him as well. Like, oh, that's uh, why Obi-Wan is always telling me to yeah, take a breath.
5: And uh, just a small note, I really like... Clone Wars has given us so many far off uh, civilizations and cultures that are different and uh, you know outside the norm in Star Wars, like yeah. you said, fantasy. This was this was one of my little favorite designs.
4: Absolutely, they had a great design. the uh, The audio of them, their their yeah. voice was really great. You know, because a lot of times we ha- in Clone Wars, we do get like this species uh, has a Scottish brogue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right?
5: Which I, I sometimes push against. I I, I really sometimes, it, it takes me out of it for a little moment uh, all three, even in Rebels. Uh, but yeah, this one worked. I, lo- I thought it was kind of a, a funny moment where there's
4: like, yeah, we took your leader.
5: <laughs> That's what we did. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah it's a good strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the the other, kind of from a certain point of view thing, is just this reminder that the only way that the separatists, the techno union and the droids and that could strategize against the clones effectively Mm. is to understand the clones via a clone to literally use the mind of a clone Mm. to understand the tactics of other clones. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. Smart. Smart wat Tambor. <laughs> smart and smart. cruel wat cool. tambor Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on the from a certain point of view, kind of theme? No, it was
5: beautiful, beautifully stated. But uh, just the center of it there, uh, and 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 Tech very GI Joe like now at this point. He's right. very GI Joe. He's got a working goggle system, translator system on that. Uh, we're we're gonna get more into the Echo stuff. That's some of my favorite parts of of
4: the show. So nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, you brought this up already. The moral of the episode: the mm-hmm. search for truth begins with belief. For me, that this is one that's that that's very literal to the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rex believes that Echo is alive. Mm-hmm. You know, he believes in in that, that he heard that voice, that humanity. That is not a recording. That is not an algorithm. That is my friend. Uh, so it makes sense for the actual episode. Is not actual just moral something for twelve uh, year olds and mm-hmm. uh, much older than twelve year olds yeah. to absorb? <laughs> Does it ring true with you? Uh, the, the s- seeking out be- <laughs> truth, the search for truth begins with belief. Yeah. So specifically that yeah. idea of, I have yeah. faith in my faith will lead me to hard facts that yeah. will validate my faith. Yeah. I, I,
5: I, yes. And again, I made, I made the flat earther joke. Don't, don't at me if you're flat earther. <laughs> I'm just like, you know. Go seek your truth too, but but yeah, no, actually, if you don't want to talk just personal journeys, even not even just from a spiritual side, but just you have to be kind of open up to that. If if Rex had been like, yeah, you're right, there 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 ends your journey, even right. if you go on it. And so I think to to break that down in just a simple and simple Star Wars morality, but yeah, yeah, absolutely, change. You know, if you believe you need to change, and there's some truth in that, that begins with you going. Yes, I believe I need to change. Uh, Or it begins going back to the Anakin thing with someone believing in you that you need to change. There's a lot there. So I think uh, this episode could be pretty inspiring. Um, And and the Rex Echo stuff we'll talk about again. But uh, seeing Rex in the spotlight and what that meant was was
4: pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah. The search for truth begins with belief at first i was like oh, I'm, not, I'm not sure about that because it can go into weird it pa- can go into weird, pl- can yeah, go yeah, weird yeah. jokes aside it can yeah, go no. in, yeah 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 but it can be that yes like hey this uh this uh i i have mm. i'm super immune to a disease so i'm yeah. gonna go sneeze uh, on the salad bar I, right. that, that's yeah. my belief the search yeah. for truth leads me to you know yeah anyway we, <laughs> we're saying the same thing there but yeah. uh, i think that is a misinterpretation i think when i turn around it it feels more yeah. about like hope yeah, totally, totally. And yeah. what, what came to my mind, I've, I've told mm. you this story before, but uh, mm. when I was a kid back in the day in uh, 83, I can't remember how long, but before Return of the Jedi came out, mm. we had started seeing commercials, my brother and I, mm. for the Return of the Jedi action figures. Mm. Yeah. And at the time we lived in uh, St. Cloud, which is a small, smaller town at the time, an hour outside of the big city, Minneapolis. Right. And my mom and I were going to drive into uh, Minneapolis, and I was like ask my brother, if, if I see the return of the Jedi action figures, which one do you want? And he was like, it's, it's too early. They're, <laughs> they're not going to be out. You're not going to find them, you know? And, but like I had the belief <laughs> in the search for truth <laughs> and I got Jedi night Luke and he got a good morning guard. <laughs> <laughs> just reward.
5: You are Rex looking for your figures. Of yeah, I yeah.
4: believe. Yeah. I think that idea of just like, if you have any faith or hope that mm. there is the possibility Yeah. For more truth, more discovery. Yeah. If you you can't shut yourself off from trying to find that truth or that Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker action figure out series. Absolutely. absolutely. (laughs) First step begins with you. Exactly. Uh, So we've also been talking about the action because Clone Wars really does prioritize making sure that there's some juicy action scenes into every episode. So did you have a favorite action moment or two?
5: I did. It's a very tiny moment and it's... It's uh, it's when they're in the base, they're looking for echo and they're all kind of going into different rooms and going on the hallways. That's it. That's it. The reason that's my favorite action moment is even at my job in the late 90s when I'm walking around patrolling empty corridors at three in the morning, I'm trying to stay awake. Or if I'm walking down a, a, a corridor to my old radio station, I would I, I would just pretend I'm a stormtrooper in my brain (laughs) stormtrooper clone trooper same thing um where you know you're like who has a ducked behind a corridor with a flashlight as a blaster pretending to, to be fun so it's those little tiny little star wars moments of yep that 's what I used to do as a kid, or that 's what I used to do as, a, as an adult as a yeah. functional adult uh, uh do it a uh, cover me cover me, or when I did the three d thing at the void uh in at the Glendale Galleria where you 're shooting stormtroopers, and it 's me and Riley and we hard off i don't know about them, I was so in it, yeah, I was biting my tongue, which is when you know i 'm serious, <laughs> and i 'm hiding around a run around corridors. It's corridor. So there was that little moment. I was like, oh, I like it. I get it. Oh yeah. You check that door. You check that door. Three, two, one, break.
4: Let's do it. <laughs> you like corridor, corridor action. action. You got a lot of corridor action. Uh, <laughs> for me, this, this is, it's stretching the definition of action a little bit, uh, but I loved uh, Wrecker uh, using the Gonk Droid as a weight on the ship on the way there. Can,
5: yeah, can we talk about that's? Oh my god.
4: Yeah. I totally forgot. It's so funny. So good. It happened and I shouted out Wrecker is pumping gong. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that moment. I love
5: gong droids. I, I was recently doing a, a stream on Battlefront 2, and I I was playing with the Ewok, and I used the gong droid as a shield. For cover? Yeah. And someone got mad at me, not real bad, but someone in the chat was like, no, don't do it. You can't do this. A gong. I'm like, he served his purpose. No. Um, so specifically that moment, and this is, on, this is looking back at myself, reflecting on myself. I love that moment. It's yeah. so funny. And I thought to myself, if that had been, in the Mandalorian, I would have done ten minutes on the
4: podcast on how I don't like it, <laughs> really? because it seemed too cartoony. But yeah, it seems at home in an actual cartoon. Yes, it's as simple as that, and wow. that's not necessarily I'm not saying I'm right here. I'm just saying I literally
5: had that thought first time I watched it. like that is pretty funny. Oh God! I would have hated it if it was in like episode six of, of Mandalorian. Yeah, with uh, Clancy Brown's character, the devil character, just be like, I could lift up a joint. I'd be like, get turn that off. That's not. That's not
4: Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, this was extra cartoony because he was just holding. It was. He had a he had was, a chicken leg in the other hand. It
5: was yeah. It was Hanna Barbera level. Yeah, yip
4: tip <laughs> leg in the other hand. It really. He it, it had a real Leroy Jenkins vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Wrecker is Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> he is the Leroy Jenkins of the Bad Batch. So I, I like that. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's the cool, weird move that Anakin does with his elbow. I think yeah. it must have been like a f- force elbow push, because otherwise I think he would have broke his elbow we, on the droid. We had the same thought. <laughs> so that was nice. But then the, the other the one I'll throw out there is, is when Wrecker goes charging out. after Again, Anakin being a little bit more calm, saying this is a stealth mission, let's not attack anything, and Wrecker mm, yeah. and losing his mind shooting and throwing the droids and the droids go flying out of the hangar and one of them (laughs) goes (laughs) why yes that was beautiful a droid (laughs) screaming why poor poor thing uh and with that we are going to take a quick break and then we'll be we will be back to dig into details of a distant echo And we are back to dive into the details of a distant echo. So we're kind of walk through this in order and talk about the juicy parts. So we've got the Anakin contacting Padme scene, which might be the juiciest part of this episode Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Uh, So we want to dive into a couple different aspects of it. How did you feel interpret Padme's pregnancy? Because a lot of people saw this clip uh, in the trailer. And thought it was disruptive of canon, that it was obvious that Padmeo is pregnant, that Anakin for some reason didn't look down. (laughs) How did you take it once you saw it in the actual flow of the episode?
5: I took it it's so funny, I took it exactly as that and I enjoyed that and I thought it was very realistic and I thought there was an indication of where Anakin's mind always is where where he's in the middle of, of the Outer Rim sieges again so that's great to see that reference. Yeah, it's very clear I mean that's what she's doing but but if you're doing if you're doing bump watch 2020 in the Clone Wars, <laughs> she's not showing necessarily. No. And I can completely understand so you're dealing with a dealing with attachments. I can completely understand Padme. Just gonna wait for the right time. Yeah, that this is not yeah. the time. And I think sometimes if you if you allow yourself as Star Wars fans to just play around with it as if these are real people creatures and droids you're watching that then it reads very realistic to me yeah yeah look look where he is his head's all over the place he's also worried about you know his buddy's gonna knock on the door and and so and she's just kind of it's 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 a bad joke but it's just kind of like you didn't even notice I cut my hair kind of situation. Like <laughs> I, I see it as that. That's why I lo- I thought this scene played just very realistic in terms of them as a couple.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It it, it felt to me like, Hey, I don't think she is meant to be that visibly pregnant that it is, right. uh, you know, absurd that, that Anakin didn't notice. I I've uh, really focused on it the third
5: time this morning when I watched it. I was like, yeah.
4: am I missing something? Nope. No, nope. not shown. Nope. And I think that hand is just to remind us that she knows. Yeah. And this is not the time to tell him. I think you can even headcanon it of like, they clearly have times for calls. Mm-hmm. Anakin is clearly late on some of them. Cause this is a kind of a desperate affair, mm-hmm. obviously to get, to have his quick phone call, call <laughs> yeah. call with her, uh, his FaceTime. And it's fun to even imagine it's like, is this the time? Yeah. That he'll be in the right mood, he'll have enough time. And then she sees that, oh, he's he's really upset and I gotta be there for mm-hmm. him. And he doesn't he's not even admitting first when he's yeah. like, Oh, it's Obi I'm Obi-Wan's gonna be here any second. Yeah. And she even is like, No, there's something more. And he, so it, it seems to me that obvious that yeah. it is not the time. And he I'll even go down this path a little bit
5: of of even if you want to take it somewhat negatively in-story, not necessarily as a fan, but just like, also that Anakin is is not super in tune with her right now, that that, that also that might lead to stuff stuff down the line where uh, he's not super present in some of the parts of the relationship, you know, he's looking for the bigger picture, and the attachment, everything kind of sets in, again, his mind opens up, I, I sometimes like these moments of, hey, that kind of sucks, he didn't notice his wife's pregnant, yeah, it does, that's part of the Problem, you know that's part of the situation. <laughs> so I think I think there's a motive. Most of it's the, what you're describing—the sweetness and her being very in tune with herself. Also, knows husband can kind of get a little emotional and
4: a little crazy at times out there. And this is a big thing, this right? This thing, and we got five seconds. Oh, and he's also got a problem. <laughs> and also, like, is yeah. he gonna? If she tells him while he's in these outer room sieges that he's already not being patient or reasonable about, yeah. is he gonna rush home? Yeah. Uh, and that seems to me that reminder of like, you are doing your duty, you're helping the Republic. Yeah. These sieges are important. And I, my voice is needed in the Senate also yeah. seems like a little like, yeah, we, we'll, we'll deal this with this when we absolutely have to, when the time yeah. is right. Uh, yeah. I loved it because I, I said it on our podcast making the outer room sieges a part of yep. the story was really important to me because it's such a big moment of, of her saying you're gone so long. Yeah. There's whispers that you died. And I, that was such a great joke. He's like, these sieges are taking longer than I thought. And he's like, that's what a siege is. <laughs> that's why it's not a battle or a conflict or an yeah. incident. Status it's Barathean a siege. would tell you this. I, I, I had <laughs> one of those. It uh, uh, scr- was like that. This is the Webster's <laughs> dictionary. Anyway, sorry. Uh,
5: I no. I'm sorry about that. I, I had one of the, uh, uh, Smiling for scrimshaw moments. i like, <laughs> hey, 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 there it is. Yay, <laughs> the Outer Rim
4: happened. That weirdo's singing and the <laughs> Outer Rim sieges are going on. Bring me those yeah. sieges. Yeah. yeah, and just that that he thought he could bring them to a quick resolution. And yeah, she says that in a loving way. Is I recently rewatched in season six the uh, Scipio arc with Rush Clovis where mm-hmm. Anakin gets so violent and it even yep. gets to the point where Padme's like, we just can't see each other for a while and then right. uh you know uh, he, he rescues her and she's in you know dire danger and Scipio and sees that she she sees that he tries to rescue Rush and Clovis and like lots of other things have probably happened but that's yeah. one of the last big moments mm. uh we've yeah. seen between Anakin and Padme so a little bit of Anakin's like I really lost it I went really too far yeah and it hurt Padme a little bit of his like I miss you. I love you. I'm listening. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be a good Jedi. Yeah. Is, is interesting to connect to mm. his absolute swing toward yeah. the dark side and in, in that Scipio arc in season six. That's
5: great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The fact that that is the last time that would make even more sense. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I it's the like,
4: last time we've seen, but I'm sure, yeah. you know, there's lots of storytelling to fill in, but yeah. just knowing that recently, relatively recently there was a big swing yeah. in a bad direction.
5: Yeah, and again, again, to wrap up, even my final thoughts. I just like there's there's a lot of great things in the scene. There's a lot of troubling things if you're watching them and rooting for these uh, crazy kids in love here. There's a lot of a lot of things can circ- can go to this and circle back to this scene in the Star Wars story. Yeah, uh, both mistakes, a lot of them on Anakin's part, and, and just her silently suffering at times, knowing what's good. Little traces with Leia, like Leia's always going to do what's probably better what's for the best, team and yeah. put it above herself. Unfortunately, sometimes. So
4: yeah, yeah, a lot there. But you really, to me, I really felt the love. Oh yeah, not right. the not the uh, mm-hmm. the attraction, and we fell into this. We might die, so why not? Not the, yeah. not anything, but just love, actual love, which was really, really great to see. Totally agree. Uh, let's talk about Obi wan <laughs> Oh yes, <laughs> the whole the great comedy tension of uh, I noticed in particular when Rex is. Guarding the door, other people walking by, he's nervous. There's a sound of like a big clanking walker. And then you, and Rex is looking alarmed. And then you cut to it and it's Obi-Wan casually walking up. And I realized <laughs> that is great sound design to up the tension by hearing the and like, no, it's just Obi-Wan going to interrupt. <laughs> Uh hollow call.
5: Maybe it'll be once making those sounds, practicing his crack dragon
4: crawls and uh walker sounds. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh so the the big line that uh had the Star Wars internet abuzz, uh I hope you at least told Padme to say hello. Yeah. How did you feel about that? So I'll take it to a very real world
5: part. I don't know why. I mean I do know why. We can psychoanalyze myself uh later. Um <laughs> I've been in three big secret relationships that were workplace based. <laughs> I don't know why it keeps happening, but it happens three times, three times. And you never are as secret as you think. And there's along the way people who are like, okay. I'm just gonna tell you I know, or the people who play along that they don't know, and then they drop little clues. I can't time and time again, including uh, during my days at Collider. Uh, So I just had a personal connection to that moment. Not even worried about the Star Wars ramifications or the other deeper (laughs) moments. Was like, yep, yep, been there, been there, been in, been in a secret hollow call in a barracks with my friends outside. So I like that from there. In terms of in story, yeah. He's not dumb.
4: <laughs> yeah, he's not dumb. The in that Scipio arc is the time where where uh, Obi Wan sits down in Anakin's room with the awesome pod racing posters yes. and is like, "It's normal to have these feelings." You know, I had those feelings for Satine, and yeah. Anakin kind of doesn't want to talk about it. So he's he's opening the door. Mm-hmm. I think there was something that was fun about this because uh, we spend so much time with Star Wars fans discussing it as the great tragedy of Anakin, the fall of Anakin. What Mm -hmm. if Obi-Wan? So it it was just a strange breath of fresh air to see Anakin's desperation, comic rom-com desperation to hide it. And Obi-Wan to be like, dude, what do you think you're hiding? Yeah. So there's, there's like the comedy of it, Mm -hmm. which is a breath of fresh air and a little bit of a kind of zinger from sassy Kenobi that we get in in (laughs) Clone Wars so often. Yeah. But then the actual tragedy of it that Obi Wan absolutely knows that there's a connection. He absolutely knows that Anakin feels greatly for Padme, that Padme yeah. seems to absolutely uh, reciprocate those feelings. But I think not realizing, oh, they're married. And yeah. that there's this depth of commitment that Anakin has taken more steps down that path than Obi Wan is aware of. That's, uh, uh, I
5: really like that again, to jump over quickly, real world, I would already, I'd already been a couple months into a relationship and someone pulled me aside at an event and was like, Hey man, I, th- I think I see where you're going. And just, you know, and I was like, yeah, we're already, we're already dating. <laughs> um, but to, so again, real world, but jokes aside, uh, I like what you're saying there of just Obi-Wan like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's already down that path, not knowing how far, uh, he's gone, which leads again to some of the tragedy that's coming. And if he, and Anakin had just been able to talk about it. If Anakin could have could have gotten over uh, his inability to talk about it, which again is tied to the Jedi Order, why wouldn't you? Attachment is forbid. We, yeah. we know this. So of course I'm not going to tell uh, Brother Anakin because they'll take or Brother Obi Wan they'll take away my cloak or whatever. Yeah. If they, it, it, it's again a little little crack in the Jedi Order. Yeah. Not just between them, but just if they had been able to communicate, and he could he could Anakin could be
4: more open. Right. And just sit down and say, what do you want to do about this? Yeah, Do you want to leave the order? Do you want to end this relationship, step back from this relationship? Do you want to try to talk to the council? But then, yeah, there's this great mm. tragedy because we know, yeah, well, the council's yeah. not going to be cool with it. They're not going to have a, a, an understanding discussion and yeah. run through the options yeah. and hear different sides. They're just going to be like you effed up chosen one. Yeah. Right. They're just going to be on him.
5: Mace is not going to, Mace is not going to say some really weird thing. Like, have you laid with her? Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Have you broken your vows? Yeah. Get out of like, here. Yeah.
4: You, you cannot hide your yeah. feelings or the images. Oh my. Yeah. yeah. yeah like
5: But no, but not going to be a fun conversation. So it's not just this. Uh, I mean, I've been trying to, the internet didn't, the internet's definitely interested in this moment. The, oh yeah. The internet is a capital uh, T and I, but, uh, I think, I think there should be
4: a lot of positivity connected to this moment yeah.
5: in terms of Star Wars story.
4: Yeah. And in some ways it's fun and shocking, I think, because yeah. it's this breath of fresh air and the way it's told, but it also lines up perfectly with Revenge of the Sith when yeah. Obi-Wan just like, Anakin's the father, isn't he? I'm so yeah. sorry. You know? Yeah. That's not a discovery made during Revenge of the Sith. And, and again,
5: connecting those strings, what you said earlier, for him to, in that moment or along the way, Obi-Wan comes to that. And it's just, even in his own head, like, oh, it's it's farther along than I thought. It's farther along than I thought. <sighs> this is not good. Yeah. I should have done something back then. Yeah. When I was on um, Skago Minor or whatever. Yeah, we, well, we I went could there. have pushed um, harder. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
4: I also like in that moment, there's a little bit of, um, I, I don't know the, the actual title of the the track, uh, but there's a little bit of uh, Padme Anakin's love theme. From the prequels that oh, kind of, yeah, kind of uh, makes it uh, in there? Cross universe, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um,
5: I'm horrible in yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> it's, the, it's the sun song. The <laughs> twin, twin suns, the binary sunset. <laughs> yeah, the sun yeah, song. One, the
4: force theme, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the one where they're angry. What? <laughs> anyway, uh, and then just, uh, I do enjoy, I, I, I have don't think it's actually on purpose uh maybe it is who knows Feloni has a sense of humor about these kind of things i like that in that shot with uh you know i hope you at least told said hello to padme for me um that obi-wan has the high ground literally that he is <laughs> standing higher on the platform <laughs> looking down on anakin i did not notice that one <laughs> One for you, sir. That's a good one. Always on the high ground watch, <laughs> as many of us are. Uh, so, we were talking about the can- council. <laughs> high ground watch. We need a logo for that. High ground watch 2020. Who has the high ground? Who has the high ground? Um, so, the, there's this great uh, shadow of the council, mm-hmm. and Obi Wan coming is a member of the council to deliver their opinion right anakin's all calm about it like i'm sure the council is gonna say yes and rex is all like raring to go and like well then let's just go now yeah uh but then obi-wan actually does show up and seems to want to tell anakin that either the council straight up doesn't approve or has a bunch of conditions Mm -hmm. And anakin just interrupts him is like great glad we got the council's permission bye yeah what did you make of of that dynamic perfect dynamic and also a little bit of uh
5: Hey Obi Wan, remember when you rushed off to try to save Satine? So don't uh, <laughs> don't cast some stones. Perfect example of um, uh, you know I, I, I want I, I don't want to cast aspersions at the council again, but some of the mistakes they make along the way, and and uh, Anakin is always going to uh, snap judgment, rush on in there, of course. But of you know we're talking about you know a clone life at stake here, or or, or the stake of the battle, you know everything. There's a lot yeah. of things there. So ki mundi and all them up there twiddling their thumbs, I'd be mad too. Yeah. Uh, And and again, more proof for Anakin down the line to be like, they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Right or wrong. Anakin thinking, I don't know. They don't know.
4: Yeah. It felt like just Anakin and Obi-Wan having almost like, not Obi-Wan because he just kind of gets interrupted in size, but Anakin Mm -hmm. just having a little bit of the like, (sighs) We could have this long conversation, but I'm, I'm going to go. So I'm just going to kind of plausible deniability. I heard, I heard, go ahead. All right. And I think it it is also like where we've definitely seen Anakin do that in a dangerous way before. Yeah. This is totally coming off of Padme basically saying, Rex needs you. And Rex has always been there for you. Trust your gut. Go help your friend. And that there's no, Anakin is calm about it, but there's no way he's not doing that. Right. Right. And there's no way that, you know, if Obi-Wan's going to say the council agrees that it should be checked out, but they think a squadron should go and you're too valuable and stay here. Like, whatever. Anakin was just like, no. Talk to the, uh, talk to the mechanical hand.
5: Yeah, talk to the mechno arm, <laughs> and, and and again another insight into the relationship of of the Jedi at large, the uh, Jedi in general with the clones. Uh, you know, and and we always talk about Anakin of all people. You know, it makes sense having a little more attachment. Cody and Obi Wan have a connection. It's definitely you know, you you love Obi Wan. You know, he's a good he's a good guy. Yeah, but you know, he's also a general and he's dutiful and 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 they want it. yeah, We'll send a squad of those replaceable clones yeah (laughs) you know reading some subtext here not saying it's directly coming from obi-wan but yeah yeah but obi-wan goes along with the council for the most part he
4: he only rarely uh Mm -hmm. when he tries to rescue sadeen that's one of the few times where he's just like nope i'm going uh so moving on we get to uh gacko minor we get to Mm -hmm. see uh the poltex riding their dragons which are called Kiridax. Uh, the mm. cool chase, crosshair, uh, <laughs> yeah. riding the deck, yeah. uh trailing behind the Kyrdek, the and onto the village scene. That whole uh, section we'd already talked about a little bit, but did anything else uh, really grab you in that area?
5: It just, you know, it was a fun sequence for me. I, I sometimes, you know, you know, I sometimes will say, I don't know, sometimes the Clone Wars, when they get these far-off worlds or something like that, sometimes I can... I do that thing where I'm like, oh, I don't know. Is this really in the Star Wars universe? Yeah. Is this really it? And it look, I'll tell you, there's been some stuff in the comics. That I've been like, I don't know. Is there a giant egg that Poe went? Into? <laughs> I don't know, but this one. So I started that. Yeah. When I was like, oh, it's not just a creature; it's something that's being ridden. I was like, I don't know. Then I just turned my mind off, and I just really enjoyed the entire sequence. And again, I said, I love that they were just like, we, 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 we didn't want you here, so we, we took your leader. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love their design, which also goes into that weird tr- uh, droid design. Yes, like, yes. In the later. So I, li- I, di- I just like this sequence, and it was one of those times where I just kind of was like, sit back and enjoy this wild, weird, as you described it, fantasy Star Wars world. Yeah,
4: it's so great. The uh, creepy, colorful fog, the yeah. absolute, like, yeah, it's fantasy. It's Dragon Riders, Crosshair yeah. and Tech working together. If Tech just knows, uh, Crosshair needs my shoulder right now to yeah. fire this. Yeah, oh, so I love that. that. yeah that moment of just, like, mm. silent working together. Yep. Uh, everything with Anakin's demeanor. And yeah, the design of the, the, uh, the poll text was very cool. And that, that vocal design, I think was just, it felt very original trilogy. Totally. Because yeah. the Clone Wars did, and the prequels in general did lean more toward, uh, aliens just have different weird earth accents sometimes. Yeah. Whereas original trilogy had grown up with hearing so much Hattice or what the hell is Nine yeah. saying? What are the Ewoks saying? Like for the most part, a lot of aliens, yeah, did not speak any version of basic that we heard, yeah, yeah except for you know maybe Akbar, uh, you know. Um, so I think there there was a power in just hearing that, like, oh, cool, they have a really different language. Uh, I, I totally agree. I, you know, so going to
5: solo, I, 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 no disrespect to Linda Hunt, I still want Lady Proximo to have subtitles, and you know, I, I just. There's something about it. it; it it works when it's that case. Yeah, yeah, it
4: was really, really cool. Uh, moving along, then Wat Tambor. Ooh. So it just uh, mm-hmm. d- delicious to spend more time with Wat Tambor. We both love that uh, weirdo. Uh, what were, I want to talk about his specific line, but you said that you had some feelings on Wat Tambor.
5: Yeah, just like I like seeing this stuff. He, he was one of those early punchlines in both good and bad ways. To be not even how you looked at the at the prequels at the time compared to now, but just like it's so star Wars-y yeah. and if we didn't give it credit. Some of us didn't get enough crev- credit at the time for being star Wars-y and yeah. especially in Attack the Clones where Lucas is doing 1950 stuff.
4: Yeah.
5: That's totally 50s. Design. So I just like seeing him forget even what he's saying or what he's doing. I just like seeing him at the forefront. I just like um, when some of these separatists
4: get their time in the sun <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or the yeah. moons. Get their time in the spotlight. So on
5: that level, I just enjoyed it there. Uh, then we can go into what he said yeah yeah
4: yeah i, I just love him as a character designer yeah. i love his voice i love the name techno union i i love that he does you're right he does look like a little bit more like a 1950s space alien mm. i just i like that metal on his face it makes it look like uh he was like a baking tin and then a green <laughs> muffin <laughs> got baked up yeah. and his head is the little muffin <laughs> top <laughs> with eyes
5: uh, <laughs> imagine they presented george with that design so it's like a mu- it's like a muffin tin. is it like a green muffin yes george it is i like it okay uh, does he
4: uh did he, he pay for battle droids he does uh so Watt tambor uh seems to imply that the reason that they have uh echo this prisoner of war mm-hmm. you, you get the sense that the actual like violation of you know mm-hmm the rules of this combat if, yeah. as much as there, there is between the Republic and the separatists that's being violated, but he feels safe because he says the techno union has corporate neutrality on the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that hit me having just rewatched a lot of the clone wars, political episodes that really mm-hmm. kind of dug into, Oh yeah. How do the separatists work? How does, uh, Palpatine scheming on the Republic side cause him to get more and more power over various institutions. Mm-hmm. How are they, you know, uh, kind of breaking the Republic financially. So, so everybody's in a hard time. So looks to a big strong man like Palpatine going, Hey, you haven't been eating. You haven't had much power. Well, we're the empire now and we're going to provide for you. Like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all that great political story. So this one really had a punch to me Mm. of that idea of, uh, what Tambor clearly is separatist, you know, Mm. Obi-Wan saw him at the meeting yeah. in Attack of the Clones, yeah, uh, on Geonosis, uh, so they 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 have to know on some point, but he's still he and the Techno Union are still managing to be like, you know, but there's in our in our war where we're slaughtering one another, there's some things that we can't touch, yeah. like corporations on yeah. this planet, <laughs> can't touch. you can't touch it, you know, and I, I just sense George Lucas's yeah. <laughs> anger. At institutions to have, like, this is a planet where this corporation that's clearly involved in nefarious things cannot be touched unless a brave band of rogue Republic soldiers and Jedi who are not supposed to be there (laughs) are going to be like, screw your rules, Republic, we're going in. Yeah.
5: I I I just pictured a smile on George. No matter when this line was written, back in the day, when when the episode was originally intended, or, or if it was anything new now, George smiling. You know, it's almost like George was like. Uh, ahsoka leaving the jeddah order was george leaving uh, the director's
4: guild Uh, (laughs) it really was like (laughs) you accused me of a crime and you didn't want to you wanted to punish (laughs) irving kershner for where the directing credit was i'm leaving (laughs) i'm leaving but
5: that's it all you know what you're explaining how, how this the realistic nature of this this war uh the banks trade you're a great example all the time. I go back to one of the first uh, things we ever talked about where you, uh, you were like, yeah, it's like Amazon having an army is the trade federal." Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. When you stop and think <laughs> about that, and, and uh, what do you always say? Amazon's blocking Delaware. Like, yeah. oh, no, no, <laughs> no, Delaware, we can't. So it all really tracks. It all really works. And it's all part of this great conversation about what the actual war was, how the yeah. democracy died, fuel for that fire.
4: Yeah. I mean, without getting into any depth in, in real world politics. Yeah. I feel like all, for a lot of people just hearing the phrase, you can't do anything because of corporate neutrality. Yeah, yeah. I think across a wide swath of political spectrums. Mm-hmm. It just kind of makes one's blood boil a little bit, right? Because it speaks to some large institution 100%. getting away with things that yeah, individuals certainly can't.
5: A hundred percent, hundred percent. That should raise uh, raise your little antennas uh, <laughs> if you're watching this episode. Uh, and if you don't think Star Wars has anything to do with politics, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, no, it it, it it all again, it all works. The separatists. Just Palpatine's plan and Dooku's plan, that's why it's working. You know, yeah. Every wing is represented.
4: Yeah. Tying, tying everything up in yeah. these sort of hypocrisies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fascinating stuff. Moving on uh, to both something less complex and more complex, those weirdo freak droids. Uh, the D-wing droids, yeah. uh, who it appears are going to uh, continue to feature uh, in mm. this arc. Uh, how did you feel about those beautiful weirdos? Loved them. And I'm not even sure why. Maybe it's
5: because I've been playing a lot of Battlefront again. And I'm like, I'd love to see that. The blasters, the uh, the the way they, you know, they resemble the Poltex. Why the why then why would you do that? You know, yeah. <laughs> are they trying something new? Is this a new version that never got out to the galaxy at large? Just wonderful, weird sort of not random but random Star Wars fun.
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just like it. It's just fun when you're in an era that is uh, visually as well-defined as the Clone Wars era is. Yeah. Into the seventh season of this show that you still just see this weird design that's a variation of something we first saw in 1999 and go, damn, look at those weirdos. Look at those weirdos. (laughs) I
5: wanted a figure. I wanted the old classic Phantom Menace era, you know, three and three quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just I, I just imagined the little plastic in my hand. Oh yeah, somewhere. yeah.
4: And and I read uh, a little bit on uh, Wikipedia when I was researching them. I, I think you know we're gonna see more about them. But for people who have not uh, studied the animatics, I don't want to say anything more about that. There's something about them that you know the the Techno Union experimenting with different droid designs. They looked so tortured. They like reminded me yeah. of like kind of almost characters or creatures you'd see in John Carpenter or horror of like, it doesn't mm. even look like a comfortable way to be. They look like abominations.
5: Uh, you, you, the word was, I'm not talking abominations, a droid, <laughs> droid nations, droid nations, nations, <laughs> abominations. Yeah, uh, painful is a good way to describe it too. Like not
4: natural, even for droids. Yeah, I was like is that going to be functional for yeah, anything yeah. other than getting shot? Like okay. the other regular battle droids look at it and be like, oh poor guy, oh poor guy. <laughs> uh, how yes. does that even work? Uh, all right, getting toward the end of the episode, uh, mm. Echo is freed. Yeah. How did you, you said that this actual part was one of the things that uh, uh, resonated with you emotionally the most. I I just, first of all, it's,
5: it's done so well. I mean, the skin, the the is that ice or mold? I don't know. Yeah. All, the the discolorization, the 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 plugged in, the, the eyes. Uh, I focus on the eyes. The, the leg,
4: the, the twitching. Yeah. Movement, like the uh, yeah.
5: The legs being at least from the knee down, uh, cybernetic parts there. Uh, yeah. From what I gathered. Yeah, I just like it because it. it, it this is kind of a, a big moment for Rex, for Echo, for us as fans of the Clone Troopers. But this is really putting the humanity or the cloneanity, but humanity <laughs> of 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 war. The uh, you know in front of us uh, of, of the the dark side, but also the beauty that could be found in that. You you mentioned the line of you know you came for me or you know you 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 you, you know uh, similar not, not like I kind of like Chewie and Rise of Skywalker like oh I'm not, yeah. just, I'm not just some piece that can be tossed aside and the fact that he had some you know I wouldn't say he's all completely there you know and is ready to go drinking but like almost like han and carbonite where like you have some sort of awareness of what's going on uh some sort of uh connection to your past like that's that's horrible but to see rex basically said he's he's shed his helmet in the scene again too mm-hmm. And he is not a weapon of war. He's not a nameless uh, number. They have names of personality. And this leads to probably bigger realizations and enlightenment about the clones' relationship to uh, the Jedi, the Republic, and the war itself. All in this very kind of frightening you know, in a weird it's, it's a frightening image it's a,
4: it's a horror scene i'm yeah.
5: thinking if i'm watching this with my kid i might be i don't have a kid by the way folks uh <laughs> let's count chihuahuas um <laughs> a
4: secret romance yeah yeah in the office in the, led um. to ken's <laughs> mystery child revealed today <laughs> revealed
5: today but like that be that's a pretty frightening image that's some yeah. imagery man so but it's very raw and i, I just it just especially for rex like to see it all in the, uh, intersect into the scene. I liked it a lot.
4: Yeah, I, I think you're really hitting a, a lot of the great notes about what mm. I loved about it. Uh, I really liked the emotion, but I also kind of like the clarity where we see him. He's got that, looks like rapid eye movement, so it mm. suggests that this is a brain working on almost a subconscious mm. level being stolen from. Right, uh, And then I like that clarity of of the first thing he's saying is the last thing he said of, Right, that shuttle can get us out. It'll get us out of the Citadel, and really makes it clear of like he did not consciously choose to do this. Mm-hmm. He was made to do this. Yeah, and then becomes aware that he's in this horrible place, and is so touched that Rex came for him. Yeah, you know, so, so to go from that 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 gamut of he this is not his choice. Yeah, the horror of his situation, and and the relief, the love. Yeah that is not just a piece of meat to be rejected to be used and thrown away
5: and like if 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 you're rex I'm just pulling this out if you're rex and you heard that yeah the council said we'll send a squad yeah the council want to know more facts on what was going on yeah here. just go and go recon but mm-hmm. don't get involved and you know here it is this this person this being this living creature this living uh, living clone in front of you like Come on Kieti Money, we're picking on Kieti Money this episode. <laughs> he hasn't said anything. But, you know, come on Plo Koon, uh, Ceti Money, come down and stare at this yeah. and tell me tell me th- th- this isn't wrong, you know? That's Rex the, has got to yeah. be kind of mad.
4: That's the other thing that I really liked about it cuz we we absolutely can and should be critical of the Jedi in the yeah, in the yeah, Republic. Yeah. It's the part of this era of storytelling, mm. but uh, to me th- this is one of those examples of the Jedi are heroes who lost their way yeah and the other side is doing awful awful things and i I, like everything in this scene reminds us of that that wat tambor has a prisoner of war Mm. hidden on a planet where he thinks he's untouchable because of laws and money and then just the visual language of that room it's like aesthetically cool i love the art deco design but with like the lightning coming down the pillars, that specific design is invoking Frankenstein. It's invoking Metropolis stories that are formative to somebody like Lucas and stories that are about questioning at at what level can you mess with the idea of humanity and then it's not humanity anymore. It's getting to the heart of sort of uh, the the Lucas theme of mechanization. Mm. So then Mm -hmm. when, that to me is part of the reason it is so successful as a horror moment yeah. is not just the uh, n- the natural feeling of like of our own horror at, at Echo's situation mm. and, you know, losing body parts, but just that cultural language mm. of your humanity being robbed from you. And I think that's what really, really hit me of this isn't just a war tactic. Yeah. This is truly, deeply... Robbing and violating Mm -hmm. someone's humanity yeah and it's it works is a horror moment on so many levels but it get it really hits to me that deeper core of of star wars of everybody is of value and everybody's humanity should be respected but don't
5: look behind the door with the techno union yeah don't look behind there yeah we're working on some
4: projects. <laughs> We're working on some projects, corporate neutrality related projects. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so yeah. so much love, and I'm it's no, got me really scene. pumped for the next uh, the next episode. To oh, see yeah. the uh, what I assume will be the escape from Skateco Miner. Yeah, but, yeah. But yes, I know I know many people watching and are like I know exactly what it is. Uh, so moving on as we wrap up, any other character moments, planets that we haven't touched on that you uh, really wanted to be sure to, to touch on? No, I think we did uh, get to a lot of there. I, I have been
5: enjoying already just two episodes. We're seeing a lot of different things with the Clone Wars. Uh, you know, new, new, new entries in Wikipedia. Yeah, and new entries that. in Wikipedia for it's sure. A, it's a gift
4: late in the game. <laughs> uh, and speaking of new entries, uh, we like to do our action figure check. You already mentioned uh, your your action figure, but if you could have a figure of any character who do you want would would it be the the droid abominations uh
5: yeah i think so i and i'm not again i'm not a troop collector even when i was collecting figures you know i don't build my armies but just to have the weird like I could see, I could feel them moving the arms around in my hands. you yeah. know, just really like what is oh, posing yeah. them in a weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll take, I'll take a D wing droid.
4: Yeah. D wing droid would be great. Uh, yeah. the only other thing I thought of is, you know, back in the power of the force days, they had those cinema scenes. Yes. That was usually three figures. My cinema scene would be four figures. I would love a cinema scene of, uh, of Anakin and a hologram Padme action figure talking. And then Rex outside with Obi-Wan approaching. (laughs) Sacred tryst cinema scene. (laughs) Yes. The secret call, forbidden call cinema scene. In stores now. Act out Obi-Wan's suspicion every day. I'll take that. Yeah, that would be great. All right. So uh, that is our look at the Clone Wars episode, A Distant Echo. Lots of great just... uh, Fantasy, design, action, humor, but some great stuff that ties into the big picture story of the Clone Wars Skywalker saga era and some stuff that really dives deep into big Star Wars thematics. Ken, to end our, our episode, what should the moral of this podcast episode be? I, I think the
5: moral uh, lesson uh, of, of this episode should be when traveling down the corridors of life, bring
4: good friends with you. <laughs> That's uh, that's actually a good one. I'm going to think about that the next time I'm in a corridor. Don't go into corridors alone. Don't go into corridors alone. Bring your secret office romance partner with you. That's some wisdom from us. Until next time, this has been the Clone Wars Report.